Welcome to episode four of the Dog Talk podcast on Butler basketball. I am Macklinesque, joined as always by Indy Stars Butler insider, Akeem Glasby. Akeem Butler played probably the worst team in Division One, or one of the worst teams in Division One yesterday and didn't look particularly good doing it, but they did win. So let's first get your uh, your takeaways from, what was it, Tuesday night's game against Buffalo. Yeah, um, they didn't really mince words after the game. Uh, speaking to Jalen Thomas, he said, yeah, we it was a little bit of an emotional letdown after the big Texas Tech win, and they felt like they played down to their competition. You know, he, he actually said that, you know, he said they kind of came out flat and, you know, they he didn't even realize that they were up 24 at one point and they were up 24, but then the, the lead came down to five and, you know, they kind of had to scramble a little bit in the second half to, to pull away, but it was definitely more of a game than they anticipated. And, you know, to Buffalo's credit, they they missed their first 14 threes and then they hit five or six threes in the second half. Uh, Buffalo never stopped playing and uh, Butler definitely did not bring its A game. And even Coach Mata said after the game, like, we didn't play smart. We didn't play hard. You know, we just have to play better. So this is probably the best learning experience they can have been a win you know you obviously want to get learning experiences and wins and not losses so you know because i don't know how much cal is also not the most strong team and then saginaw valley after that is also not a strong team so you know if they come out flat they anybody can be beaten on any given night and so i think this is a definite learning experience for Butler. you want to know my takeaway from the game last night and i hadn't Uh, even realized i haven't even realized it until i just looked at the box score now but jamil telfort was exactly what Butler needed in so many times in that second half, where if they needed a defensive stop, it was him that was getting it. If they needed a bucket, it was him that was getting it. It just seemed like everything that he did. I mean, you're looking at, he had 18 points, nine rebounds, eight assists and four steals. I mean, that's those are ridiculous numbers. And granted it was Buffalo, but not everyone was doing that. I just thought he was really, really the reason that they didn't let that entirely just completely collapse. I thought in the second half near the end there, he really was the person who was saying, no, I got, I got this guys. Don't you worry. I got it. Yeah. Uh, Jamil is just so cool, calm and collected. And you're right. Like whenever they need a basket, he's going to put his head down. He's going to get to the basket one way or another. You know, if there's a pass that needs to be made, uh, he'll make it, you know, a, a career high eight assist. Him and uh, Jalen Thomas kind of had a good connection going. And yeah, nine rebounds as well from Telford. And, you know, Thomas is kind of the, the X, he was the X factor in this game. And if teams play zone, he's going to be the X factor throughout the season because he can kind of find the, the spots in the zone. He can finish through traffic. He has like touch around the rim. He can shoot small jumpers. And, you know, if, if teams are playing man, then I guess you'd want a little more Andre screen with, the, you know, his bigger body and just, you know, you can't guard Andre screen one-on-one, you know, in most cases, but it, against a zone team, because as you can see, you know, Andre, he played only played eight minutes. Uh, you know, he, he got hit in the nose at one point and that his nose might have been bleeding but you know this was definitely a, a Jalen Thomas game that they needed from him 18 and 10 from Jalen Thomas so they definitely needed that from him and yeah so this was, that was an interesting wrinkle to see but it was good to see Jalen get his offense going yeah um any issues with with TJ Davis are we, are we a little concerned uh, had came in as the reputation as being like a really not just high volume shooter but also like a a deadly shooter and while we've seen the volume and attempts, we haven't really seen the makes. You know, he was one of seven in this game, 0 for 5 from behind the arc. Um, are, are there some concerns there, especially because if you're going to play him and he's a small second guard in the backcourt, you know, he might be a defensive liability. If, is there an issue that if he's not making shots, then then what does he do? 
Um, I mean, I don't think it's an issue. I mean, Thad said after the game that DJ wasn't feeling 100%, that he was a little under the weather. And, you know, he sat for a majority of the second half. You know, Landon Moore ended up playing 18 minutes, and he was, you know, the two-guard to finish the game with DJ on the bench. So, I mean, I don't think it's an issue. Obviously, you want DJ making shots, but I think Landon's proven that he could, you know, play the one or the two. So if, if DJ isn't making shots and Landon is more than capable of playing those minutes, I mean, I think they'd prefer to have DJ playing those minutes, but Landon's shown that he's a capable fill-in. So I think it's just an off game from, from DJ. I mean, he's, reputi- he's earned that reputation as a shooter, so I, I wouldn't expect to see many all for five games from DJ moving forward. You know who did make some shots from behind the arc? Who Finley was that? Bizjack. Finley Bizjack. <laughs> yes. We've been waiting yeah. for like the Finley Bizjack breakout game. And, I, you know, he hit those two threes. I think both were in the first half. So, I, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, is this, is this the moment? Is this the Bizjack breakout? Um, and then he didn't make a shot the rest of the game. Didn't take too many. You know, only took four shots, played 13 minutes. But in a game against, you know, Buffalo, this would be the game where you hope you don't have to play Posh Alexander 32 minutes, Pierre Brooks 34 minutes, Telfort 34 minutes, and, Jalen Thomas, 32 minutes. I, I think you were hoping to be able to get more bench time out of your group um, in this game. But, uh, yeah, it, it, Pierre Brooks is, is just good. He's just a good player and a scorer, and he can score in so many ways. And with him and Telfort, I just think you've got a nice little one-two punch there. Yeah, uh, Pierre didn't, I mean, he didn't have his best game from from three-point range. I mean, three for eight, which is still solid, but he, he missed three, some o- you know? Yeah, but he missed some open looks. I mean, again, these players, you know, the talent disparity was pretty obvious. You know, they could pretty much everyone could get, you know, whatever shot they wanted to at any given time. So, you know, you'd you'd like to see them play a little bit better. But yes, you know, between Pierre and and, and Jamil and even Posh can get to the, the basket at, at pretty much at will. You know, you they played well in, uh, well, for the most part. I mean, again, they weren't happy with how they played, but they played well enough to win. Who was it that said they were tripping? Was that Dad who said that? Who said that like last night we were out there yeah. tripping on the court? Yeah, that was Dad. <laughs> that was wow. Dad, yeah. Thad was dropping the tripping. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, he's he he didn't mince words. He said they they need to play better, and you know that this uh, film session today or whenever they do it, it's probably going to be interesting because again, they he was just saying how you know they'd had some drives where they would just come you know unencumbered up the court and drive straight to the rim and score. And again, against one of the worst offensive teams in Division One, they made it. Buffalo made it look pretty easy at times. So yeah, they, this is a definite definite learning experience, and you know that is always teaching you know he's the type of guy that he he's always kind of preaching and teaching and making sure they have the x's and o's hammered out so he's he even in a win i don't think he was very happy last night yeah the three-point shooting last night was not so great six of 27 for buffalo five of 24 for butler only 18 free throws in the whole entire game that's that seems a little weird did it feel like it had a flow to it last night in hinkle field house was it, did it how did it feel in there first of all Definitely not the same energy it had in the previous game. Um, I, I'm guessing that's like a midweek, 8.30 start, the, the opponent, as opposed to it being, you know, Texas Tech, who's a power five conference. What was the what was it like in, in Hinkle? It kind of seemed subdued. Yeah, no, definitely not the same atmosphere, not the same vibe. Um, and yeah, it showed on the court, you know, again, Butler came out flat and slow and flow would definitely not be how I, you know, describe this game kind of ugly offense from both sides for a majority of the game. And, you know, the refs let them play. Um, 
I don't know if that's good. I guess it's good because, you know, it's even bad offense is better than a lot of free throws. So, but, uh, you know, the refs let him play. And, and again, just not a lot of flow, not a lot of, you know, pretty offense. But, uh, yeah, Butler did just enough to or yeah, did just enough to win. All right. Well, they're seven and two. And up next is Cal. Not very good. The potential to be eight and two. Then it's almost a almost a whole week off after that. And then they play Saginaw Valley State on the 15th. You'd win that game. Could be looking at nine and two heading into Big East play. So we're we're almost at like the quarter point of the season. How would you grade or not? You know, I'm not asking for like a letter grade, but just how would how do you think that feels about his team right now? I know coming off this game probably clouds it a little bit, but overall where they're at right now. I would say if I had to pick one word, I'd say encouraged. Um, you know, last year there was they were injured. They couldn't really get a set rotation. Uh, they they were still trying to figure themselves out and, you know, figure who fits where. But um, this year, they're definitely players have kind of um, just taken to the, their roles pretty early and they, their roles are pretty defined. And I guess that comes from having experienced players. You know, Jalen Thomas is really the only returner from last year but everyone else is really kind of adapted to their role you know Telford is kind of a he's a go-to scorer but he can also distribute and defend you know Posh is going to get the offense going and he can attack the basket when needed Pierre Brooks is kind of the the first option on most times and he's someone who's playing with a lot of confidence you know especially after two down years at Michigan State and you know DJ is, is the shooter you know we haven't again we haven't seen it in you know the most steady ways but he's going to be a shooter and he's proven that he can be a high level shooter and then the bench is really kind of you know figured itself out as well and with Andre Screen he's maybe one of the best backup centers you know in the conference just with how efficient he is around the rim and his de- defense and his rebounding and then Landon Moore has, has proven to be a capable you know combo guard and Connor Turnbull is kind of the the X factor right now because with Cassie out I, I called Cassie the, the X factor heading into the season but we've yet to see him play so right now it's kind of Connor Turnbull and even yesterday you saw I mean he missed two open threes and then you know he just gave up a, an easy drive right to the basket and then he kind of goes to the bench and, and you don't see him again but I think just the, the lateral quickness is something that Connor needs to figure out if because he's again he's a little undersized to play in the interior and he, I, the foot speed on the perimeter seems to elude him at times but he's such a mi- mismatch if you know if the right matchup presents itself that he's someone that is going to really have to figure his role he's kind of the one person who's yet to claim a, a steady presence in the rotation and that's without Bowden Kapke playing the last two games as well so he was someone who had started to cut carve out a nice role behind Andre screen but I mean I guess if you don't need to play Bowden I guess that's a, a luxury because you know he's a solid big man as well but the, with the way Andre and, and now Jalen are playing he's kind of a luxury at this point so I think uh I think encourage would be the word that I'd describe yeah, I guess what you see at this point of the year when you're just about to start conference play is you want to narrow that rotation down. You know, know, know who you're going to be counting on um, when when it starts to get a little hairy in conference play. I just, in a game like this, I, I would imagine he was hoping, Thad was hoping he would be able to get some of his bench players more in. Um, maybe they'll have that opportunity against Cal, who has lost to UTEP, Tulane, and San Diego State. And Montana State, you can never take Montana State lightly. So um, I'm sure. <laughs> and their wins are against St. Thomas of Minnesota and Bakersfield. There you go. There you go, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Um, but yeah, is there anything else that sticks out or anything that you're looking forward to um, in this Cal game? Basically, just I guess how they respond to, you know, coming out not being complacent. I guess would be what you're, what you and Thad would be looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd you, you'd like to think that Cal's going to come out and give Butler's best shot, you know, because again, with everything that they did wrong, if they can correct that and just come out with more energy against another team that I would expect them to be better than, you know, they should, you know, get up again, you know, get up by twenty something points and, you know, hold that lead. You know, that would that's kind of what these next two games should be for. Like you said, against a, a Buffalo, they should have been able to get that second unit more playing time. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like you said, the the Finley Bizjack breakout game, you know, the Landon Moore breakout game, the Connor Turnbull breakout game, and maybe even a Augusto Cassia sighting. You know, at some point in the next two games before you, you, it'd be almost not fair to him to have his first, you know, Division One action be in, against a Big East opponent. That just doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like a recipe for success for someone like Augusto. So, you know, the the second unit is going to be key because at this point. The starters, other than you know DJ's inconsistent shooting, the starters have pretty much proven that they're reliable players night in and night out so the second unit is going to be something i'm watching for all right well good deal well we'll make it short and sweet um to this week so butler again one more game this week cal at noon a nice hinkle matinee i love hinkle matinees um as long as the sun is shining through the windows it, it's one of the most unique environments in college basketball uh, i haven't looked at the forecast is there any is there going to be any sun on Sunday? i haven't looked I haven't looked at the forecast either. Um, let's see if I can pull it up. Riveting podcasting right now. Yes, I know. They're looking up the weather forecast for an indoor basketball game. Yeah, I'm seeing a, <laughs> uh, I'm seeing a 50% chance of rain on Saturday, so I don't know about the sunshine. All right, so you can leave the sunglasses in the car when you go visit Hinklefield House on Saturday at noon against Cal. Akeem, thanks for taking the time. As always, everyone go to IndyStar.com. To read all of Akeem's coverage on Butler basketball, you can also follow him on Twitter at the Akeem Glassby. Thanks, Akeem.